I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV worth talking about. Didn't float up the lion on a bubble. I'm veering towards muffins. Stop making a tip of yourself and piss off. This is Shrine of Duty. Hello and welcome to Shrine of Duty. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. And I'm Rebecca. And today we've got a very special episode for you, my loves. We are celebrating, thanks to a lovely listener who reminded us about this because we completely forgot, <laughs> the 10-year anniversary of the TV show we all love dearly, Line of duty now obviously this goes without saying but for the people in the back huge spoiler warning for the entire series <laughs> if you don't want to get at and spoiled we're not listening to the tweets turn off now okay. <laughs> the complaints we, department is closed it's closed babes doesn't exist we're going to be hearing from you about your favorite moments we're going to be chatting shocking moments best lines guest leads and i believe brendan has a little game for us i do well, first, let's cast our minds back. It is the summer of 2012. We've lost Whitney Houston. Obama's been re-elected. <laughs> the Queen had her diamond jubilee. Oh, the UK is building up to the London Olympics and Netflix arrived to take over our lives. But on the 26th of June, a little TV show called Line of Duty slipped into the BBC Two listings. Season one, just five episodes long introduced us to Ted Hastings, Steve Arnott, Kay Fleming and the inner workings of AC12. They were joined by antagonists and friends of the podcast DS, Matthew Doc Cotton and the cane-wielding Nigel Morton. And of course, who could forget the original iconic line of duty female leads, help me Tony herself, Jackie Laverty. What now guys, icon. we're going to kick things off, right? I have a quick question from you. Sorry, we're just, we have to just reference. We we were just really taken by surprise with the Whitney reference. We love Whitney Houston. We love I her. thought it was a bit sad, wasn't it? But I thought I it, was, it was a really important moment. That was. I still remember. I remember. Was, so I was I. I should have been at my friend's twenty first, but I broken my foot dancing to Meatloaf, and I was in bed. That's where I was. Well, I was at a house party and I already wasn't having fun. And then I found out she died and I said, fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> I stayed in that night when all my friends went to a nightclub. And I remember my phone vibrating in the middle of the night. From yeah. There was a message from them being like, Whitney died. It was yeah. awful. You do remember where you are for those The big events. Moments. You do. Yeah. Amy Winehouse as well. I remember someone came up to me. I was at a skateboarding competition. Now, I wasn't taking part. I was just a viewer. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting to go into Taste of Dublin. Really? Yeah. Somebody came up to let she died I'll never forget her anniversary coming up now so anyway yeah, we'll move on, on from the death yeah. we're going to play a quick game right guys okay to get the celebration started so I'm asking you guys and you have to shout out if you know the answer okay so this is your buzzer if you think you know the answer to this question only one of you is getting the chance to answer it yep. shout out help me Tony okay okay, okay. who can name Brendan and Rebecca and you can play along at home who can name every guest lead the show has Hi, had Tony Full actor and character <laughs> names. Rebecca, go. Her face. <clears throat> go on. Lenny, Lenny James as Tony as, Gates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is this like yeah. the main guest lead? Because there's obviously you. a few. Season two, You're Keely go- Hawes uh, uh, as Lindsay Denton. Season three, yeah. Daniel Mays as Danny Waldron. Season yeah. four, uh, Tandy Newton as uh, Roz Huntley. Season yeah. five, Stephen Graham as um, John Corbett. Season oh, six, Kelly MacDonald as DCI Joanne Davidson. Yay! Yay! Well done. That was, that was impressive. I've just, it's because I've been doing me notes, oh, guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was very impressive. Well done. 
That was a 10 out of 10. Okay, very quickly now to bring us through the six seasons. However, we do have an intensive back catalogue of episodes, guys, that do just this, if you fancy a longer recap. But I think, right, the three of us should try and wrap up every season in one sentence, okay? Uh, Okay. I think we can do it. (laughs) Yeah, so one sentence per season. I think so. Like, so for example, well, very concise, maybe 10 seconds per season. Okay. So I'm going to go with season one. Okay, Brendan, you're next. We're back here after me. Season one, Tony Gates, we think he's bent, but he's actually not as bent as Doc Cotton, who we find out who's really bent in the back of the ambulance. Tony was just in love with his ex-wife and we meet that little bent bastard on the bike and we're introduced <laughs> to AC12, season one. Go, Brendan, season well, two. Th- I am not prepared for this. Season two. Yeah. Season, season two. Lindsay Denton finally gets killed? No, that's no. season three. Season two. Um, Fuck uh, me, Brendan. The, the, oh, Tommy Hunter is involved in an ambush. He's in it for one episode. Lindsay Denton is a police officer who gets involved in it. And um, what happens at the end of season two? Oh God, Hannah, no. This is on the spot. I'm not ready for this. Season two. You did very well at season two there. Hi, Suso. You did great at season two. I'll do season three considering no. you just did season what two. What happens at the end of season what two? What season two? Um, the boys She home. goes to prison, doesn't she? She goes to she prison. She goes to prison. That's it. She goes it. to prison uh, for perverting the course of justice. Yeah. Um, season three <laughs> is Lindsay Denton gets killed in the car by Dot. And then uh, season three ends with the single best episode of Lana Duty ever. Season yeah. 3, episode 6. Exposes Thank you. the caddy finally yeah. by Season AC12. 4, Tandy Newton comes in as guest lead Ross Huntley, gets her arm chopped off, her husband kind of has a breakdown, balaclava men. Season 5. Excellent, well done. Uh, Ted's under the spotlight of suspicion. We find out that there's more than one bent copper. There's actually four. And um, there's four H's in the in the puzzle. Four dots in the letter H. And uh, they get this from Dot's dying declaration and Ted isn't bent, but there are lots of unanswered questions about who the fourth and final man is or woman. Plus uh, Stephen Graham. Plus Stephen Graham. Oh God, sorry about that. Yeah, Stephen Graham. Yeah, absolutely. Jill Bigelow absolutely fucked Stephen Graham over by pretending to him that Ted um, was the reason why his mother got killed. And Stephen Graham is undercover and trying to right the wrongs, but he's actually going after the wrong person. Uh, season six, Joanne Davidson lives in a, a glamorous safe house with a smeg fridge. Um, there's kind of a bit of a will they won't they thing between her and Kate. Uh, lots more balaclava men. Um, then we've got Buckles in his office and with his golf yeah. club sitting around. And then we eventually find out that Buckles is H and um, they all go down on the lift at the end. Guys, I'm not like that was absolutely 10 out of 10. Considering you put us on the spot. <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. Now. Guys, if that wasn't enough of a recap for you, do please feel free to go <laughs> listen to our back catalogue, which will give you slightly more information. But to be honest, not much more than that. Oh, guys, hold uh, on. A lot I need more to read up that. on season two now. I've gone completely blank on the spot. But anyway, we will be revealing some accurate information as the podcast progresses. We will. <laughs> Now, I don't mean to be too exciting, to be honest, but because we are celebrating 10 years of Line of Duty, which is happening on the 26th of June, so we're a little bit early. This is more the, the pre-celebrations. I have one more game Well, it's like the Jubilee. We'll drag it out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We're doing a week. And let's be honest, I think we're getting an announcement on the 26th of June that we might have to come back and do another special Ooh. episode about next week. Before we move on to, I think we're going to have a look at our line of duty top moments, or should I say your line of duty top moments. I have one more question for you two, Brendan and Rebecca, okay? Once again, I'm going to give you a buzzer. I'm going to ask you to shout out if you think you know the answer. This round's buzzer is eh, mew, ne, ti. Okay, okay. Which of you can guess to the closest million? Now, this is tough, okay? Okay. The number of views each season go to the closest million oh each. immunity each oh, no. immunity okay Brandon okay. okay so you're going to go season one two three yeah. four and four, five and six and tell us to the closest million how many you think we got and then we're going to just okay. marvel at how the audience grew okay the last so years. season one I'm going to say four million well I tell you at the end you want me to tell you now no Would tell me now higher or lower yeah lower lower, lower. T- three million yeah Okay. It was 3.8 million. So to be honest, oh, I could have given you four. But okay. Okay. Well, you can have Well, four I got then. that one right. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Season right, two, uh, six million. Lower. Five million. Lower. Four and a half. A shocker now. Oh, did, it, did, it, did it drop in season two? It dropped. Okay. Three million. 
three, so it was three point four. Okay, so grand. just dropped by four hundred thousand. Okay, so I, wonder, I can't remember. Okay, then season three definitely went up as the season went on. So I'd say let's go seven, six million for season three. Yeah, this is an average viewership. Okay, so great. 5.4 for season okay, three. So right. Okay, I'm, I'm not too off. far out. Okay, then season four, there was a lot of hype after the end of season three. So I'm going to say 7 million for season four. Higher. Eight. Higher. Nine. I'll give you nine because it's 9.5. So okay. we can go either way. Okay. So nine. Okay, so nine. So it's the final two seasons now. And just remember, guys, this is when we started the podcast. So it obviously would have had a massive impact <laughs> on how many people <laughs> Okay, season five, 11 million. Higher. 13 million. Bang on the money, it was 12.8. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then season six, 15. 15- now, if I'm not wrong, Rebecca was on Scottish television talking about how many views uh, season six got. So was we it should know this. 15 million. I thought it was 15 uh, million. Yeah. What? 15 million. Is that including the iPlayer? Oh God, now I don't, let me just quickly check my source. <laughs> no, it definitely was yourself. over 13. Jesus. I remember 13 will be standing, to us. standing out in my head, 13 yeah. million. So, it's, it's, so at its lowest point, there was 3 million and at its highest, there's been 15. Like that is a serious, serious increase for a TV show. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. So they saw a huge jump from season two to three, but then the, the mega jump was sort of from season three to season 12. And they have it's Kate Fleming great. to thank for that, hanging off the side of a truck. That's, That's I, what it was. I, I think it was the was, end of season three. It, it, that was its turning point. Yeah. Thanks for that, Hannah. That was very enjoyable. It was Thanks, guys. Hannah, my God. Jesus, made me realise that we don't know as much as we as we should. We I, I also remember it all when we're mid-season and then when it stops, it all honestly falls out of my head. Yeah. 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 Same. 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 Absolute madness. So, um, we have obviously conducted a number of Shrine of Duty polls on our social media channels. Will I go through all the results, guys? Yeah, go on. I'm dying to hear this. I, yeah. voted, I voted on this myself. Okay, so, right. I think we can all agree that Line of Duty fans are the best. Dedicated armchair detectives that don't miss a trick. So we thought it was only right that we asked you lot to tell us about your favourite moments and characters that have kept us all at the edge of our seat over the past decade. I can now reveal the results of our Shrine of Duty Twitter polls at ShrinePod if you're not following. We appreciate the followers. Now, a word of warning. I did do ordinary level maths for the Leaving Cert and <laughs> some of these percentage figures are a bit dodgy, okay? Let me explain myself. Twitter, there are only four options per poll. Yeah. So I have to do a few options per each poll. Now, I saw this, but I voted in, in section one and two. Was I not supposed to do that? No, no, Absolutely you, same as me. You, no, 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 you can. Okay. But I've, I've had to take maybe like a first place, second place amalgam. I understand. This, it, it makes sense in my head. Right, first up, favourite season. Let's settle this once and for all. What is the best season of Line of Duty? Season three. Hannah? Oh, three. Has to be three. Well, you guys are right. Ding, ding, ding. ding Season ding, ding. three of Line of Duty is the fan favourite when we saw the caddy, a.k.a. Matthew Dot Cotton, finally get his comeuppance following a high-speed chase after sending a text message with three precious words. Urgent exit required. Season five, starring Stephen Graham as a UCO in the OCG, John Corbett, and Polly Walker as Rotten Apple, Bouncy Blow Dry, Jill Bigelow, came in second place. Lovely, yeah. Season two that I seem to not be able to remember today with Keely Hawes' Lindsay Denton being caught up in the Tommy Hunty Hunter ambush. Tommy Hunty. Georgia <laughs> being fucked out a window. That came in third place. So we've got season three first, season five second, season two in number third or number three. Um, no one really liked season one. Only 4% of the vote. Lenny James as Tony yeah. Gates, Jackie Laverty saying help me Tony and counter-terrorism not paying attention to a door number. And all that handy cam footage, like the shaky camera work. Maybe just because it's so long ago. Yeah. So season six, season four and season one uh, came in fourth, fifth and sixth place respectively. Okay. Yeah. So season three is the front runner there. Returning character now, guys. We asked um, what line of duty character you'd like to see return. Now, creating this poll made me realise just how many characters have passed on. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh, guys. Jed gives zero fucks. So, Shrine of Duty fans would like to see Nigel Morton return with 38% of the vote. 
Yes. Neil Morrissey's character was last 100%. seen. 100%. Sons Kane mowing the lawn in, um, if my memory serves me correctly. He's now retired with a full pension, probably living the high life after selling stories about police corruption um, to newspapers in exchange for rotund brown envelopes and falsely claiming disability benefits. Yeah. Do you remember when we were um, recapping that ep- that season? We made up a rumor. Like I think we got really giddy, and yeah. guys, our recaps are really giddy. We made up a rumor that he like walked off in the sunset to Spain. But I think we had convinced ourselves so much that it happened that we started to like put it in with their podcast. I think that like, actually, that never yeah, I think that happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like so I fully am convinced that man's in Spain and like when Senor Herwell was coming yeah. in, I was like, maybe he knows Nigel Morton. And it's like, no, we just fully made that up. Fully made it up. And then when Amanda in cyber uh, crime found I the Spain her. connection, we were like, it's Nigel Morton. It's, it has to be Nigel Morton. Yeah, no, we, we, like, ma- we made it up. Okay, so in second place with 29% of the vote is Bon Chico. Wow, wow. Jill Bigelow. Jill Bigelow, one of the four dots in the H puzzle, currently in witness protection, sans curly blow dry. Oh, yeah, that hair has got a bit flat. Third place, Roz Huntley, um, who is currently serving a prison sentence for the manslaughter of Timothy Ifield and perverting the course of justice is in number three. Owen tweeted us saying, for entertainment purposes, Nigel Morton should return because he's a horror, but Carly Kirk coming back could open up a new storyline to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Thought that was an interesting point. Um, and Colin says, Jodie from season four, who worked under Roz Huntley, should return. Jodie played, uh, was played by Claudia Jesse, who we know is Last now... Last seen in Bridgerton. Eloise in Bridgerton. So there you go, Turning character um, that people want to I'm see the glad. most is Nigel. Morton. I'm glad it's Nigel up top. Now, line of duty. There's many twists and turns, and it's known for a shocking death scene. So many people have obviously died in line of duty over the years. I actually needed to do three polls because so many people have died. And I'm going to make an educated guess <laughs> and say in joint first place from my number of polls, the two most shocking line of duty deaths were Lindsay Denton's. And John Corbett's. Really? 100%. Yeah. I so would they I, have to be, though? I voted for Manit on this. Did you? Yeah. No, yeah. Brandon, you're forgetting how traumatised we were when John Corbett's throat got slit and she yeah. dragged him up that hallway. It was also shocking. Georgia getting fucked out the window was so shocking. It was It was. Oh, nowhere. yeah, did we have her in there, actually? Yeah, she, she is. was, yeah. It was in episode two, but, but just back to the two uh, joint uh, first place. Lindsay met around at the end of season three, but towards the end, when she was shot point blank in the head in a car by Dot, seconds after emailing Danny Waldron's list to AC12. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And it was how close the gun was to her as well. And also, like, you have thought that friends of the podcast, like, Doc Cotton was a good person and that he wouldn't go that far. And then, boom, he just shoots her in the head. And Craig Parkinson told us when he was on the podcast that, like, he found it really uncomfortable to, to... To film that, yeah. I can imagine so. Uh, John Corbett obviously had his throat slit in season five, episode four. He had been playing a very dangerous game in season five, exposed as a rat by the OCG who lured him into a trap. Yeah. Guys, remember the traffic? They were pretending to be They were, yeah, yeah. They were making the noise. Yeah. (coughs) It was absolutely horrific. Obviously, um, second place is Brendan, who you mentioned. Georgia Trotman being thrown out a hospital window by an OCG member slash Ben Copper dressed as a nurse. Yeah. Was it, it was the person dressed as a nurse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was literally um, Batman. Like it was. Was it Tommy Hunter? No, no, Tommy Hunter was in. No, the, it was one of the henchmen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was such a shame because she was a great detective and her and Steve's relationship was just blossoming at mm-hmm. that time. Manit's death also in season five and who also had her throat slit by Ryan the Bent Bastard Pilkington came in third place as the most shocking line of duty death. I agree. It's Lindsay and... Um, Lindsay and John yeah. Corbett, I think, and Georgia. Oh, and Georgia. Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> Favourite AC12 member. Right. We adore the beloved trio, guys. I felt really strange asking this question because I thought people were going to retaliate. But <laughs> Kick off. Honestly, like people had strong opinion on this. Is they? Okay. I, is now, before you give us the results, is this, um, is there like a clear front runner? Yeah, well, there was at the time. Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who, just first of all, Brendan, your favourite member in Hannah Years. So, I think I voted for um, Steve in this. Really? <laughs> I think oh, so. No, what about you, Pet? I can't remember who I voted for, but oh. I'm going Ted. Okay, I would have said Ted for me as well personally, but in first place, it's Vicky McClure's oh, go D.I. On. Kate Fleming. I'm actually delighted about that, though, because she probably would have... Oh, it's hard to separate them. <laughs> I voted her. for Steve, you voted for Ted, and then you're like, I'm delighted you won. <laughs> 
Her in season three, episode six, on the side of that truck just needs to win everything. Yeah. yeah, and her car chase with Joe at the end of uh, at season six. So a smart yeah. and fearless powerhouse, I wrote, who tries her best to stay undercover, God love her. And who can forget that Laurie scene <laughs> in season three, episode six. Ted Hastings, played by Adrian Dunbar, came in second. The father figure who carries the fire and does everything by the letter of the law. Um, well, mostly. Unlucky with property investments, but mother of God, is he the heart and soul of AC12? Third place, it is the waistcoat-wearing, painkiller-popping, witness-riding legend that is Steve Arnott, played by Martin Compton. And that is why I voted for him. <laughs> they both, both have to be close, though, right? Because we love them all dearly. I no? don't have the exact percentage, but Vicky McClure was definitely 44%. Really? Like, I'm onwards. surprised. I would have thought Kate that Fleming. Ted would have been head and shoulders above the others. Yeah. Right, guys, we're going to move on to the lines. Because we're Irish, is it? The lines of juicy segments, standout yeah. phrases and pieces of of dialogue from the series over the years that you absolutely love right yeah we got in a lot of tweets about this into at shrine pod please follow us alex watson up first his line of juicy comes from season six a bare-faced liar promoted to our highest office yeah that was it's just powerful it was powerful that's the word emma says it has to be kate telling fake kate to stop making a tit of herself and piss off yeah <laughs> We put that in our imaging. We loved it so much. Yeah, it's so good. Sam Curry loved when Patricia Carmichael said, I don't mind mom or boss. I'm not a fan of governor or gaffer. Yeah. When she was called in to take over. Everything she said was so good. Martin Costler says his best line is uh, from Ted. When Ted said, I didn't float up the lagging on a bubble. It's a classic. Martin Johnson. the line. We've lots of Martin fans. Uh, Martin is also a fan of a Tedism and he says his standout is now we're sucking diesel. Yeah. Which I think is, yeah, that goes without saying. John loved Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey from Ted. Angela and Kate said um, when when Kate sorry Angela said when Kate asked Steve what kind of knobby signal was that (laughs) (laughs) yeah when he was flashing the lights Um, Stephen wrote I'm veering towards muffins is his line of juicy which I think Andrea Wise said to Jill yeah yeah, another one that made our imaging Amy says I'm interested in one thing and one thing only and that's Ben Coppers yeah, yeah, excellent. Maureen's uh, comes from Jill Bigelow, the curly blow dry connoisseur herself, who says, No one wants to lie, but sometimes that means having a non exclusive relationship with the truth. <laughs> yeah. That line is brilliant. And uh, Julia says, Help me, Tony, is her ultimate line of juicy. <laughs> So good. They're all yeah, excellent. Thank you so much for sending in all of those. Like so many great lines from this series. Okay, moving on now, guys, to favorite scene or, mov- or moment from. Any series. I feel like we're at the Oscars, guys. I'm actually very excited. Yeah. yeah. So many of you messaging to say your favourite ever scene was the first urgent exit required that we have mentioned several <gasps> yes. times. Dot sending that text message and being shot out of the glass uh, in his glass yeah, box spectacular. Dilly Shambles Makes on Instagram, that's the username, says Kate on the lorry. Yeah, brilliant. Down. Helen tweeted us saying her favourite moment is definitely urgent exit required, although closely followed by Ryan slitting John Corbett's throat for pure shock factor. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Lynn says she couldn't sleep after Lindsay Denton got shot in the car. Maureen Flynn agrees with Lynn and emailed saying my favourite line of duty moment ever is probably Lindsay and Dot arguing in that car in season three when Dot is like why won't you just take the damn money and Lindsay screams back because I'm a police officer and then he shoots her dead it was so shocking and so sad but it also really showed that in the end Lindsay did have some morals and was trying to do the right thing in her own way runners up when Ted Hastings tells Carmichael to carry the fire in the season six finale and also love the season four finale when Ross Huntley turned the tables and said am I still a police officer yes or am excellent. I still a copper um, sorry I, also, I just got chills about that moment that yeah. was effing brilliant so good I also loved I don't know if it was season two or three but when um, Lindsay Denton came in to basically she was expecting like an apology some sort of reconciliation meeting with Kate and Steve and they were just not giving it to her and she had killer line after killer yeah. line it was comedy gold it was so it, funny she's really yeah. funny um, Ed Gleave who is from the Daily Star um, in the UK says my favourite moment was just before John Corbett was killed he looked out the door at a window covered in newspaper
newspaper pages and one of the pages was actually my column on it with my headshot. What a moment. Oh my God, amazing. You're in, you in line of duty. Well done. I wrote back to Ed and I was like, what a claim to fame. And then Ed was like, yeah, but my face was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tracy says her favourite scene ever was the van shootout in season six. Yeah, that was spectacular yeah. with Jimmy Brilliant. Lakewell. Mm. Mm. Uh, Marianne says the car chase with Joe and Kate, Thelma and Louise style. Natalie's favourite moment includes the shock of Georgia going out the window. I mean, guys, how could we forget? Urgent eggs are required. And strangely enough, I love this, the coffee in the graffiti tunnel when Dot fucked his coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we asked Craig Parkinson about that scene as well, actually, in our interview with him, if anyone wants to listen back. Yeah, no, it was hilarious. Like, it, I think he just... He, he just, improv'd that, He just improv'd that, yeah. 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 Um, Tommy Butler says, when Dot finally realised that he couldn't slither his way out of the hole that he had dug... Just brilliant TV and dare I say a moment that Line of Duty has yet to replicate in similar storylines. Mm. Mm. On email, Lizzie says, my favourite moment is anything that Stephen Graham did. The man is magnetic, but also when I fell down an internet rabbit hole convinced that the magnet letters on Chicken Licken's fridge were some, some kind of clue. Yeah. Um, Lizzie, oh, we lost the plot. Oh, the plot. Even season. the tiles, the kitchen the tiles tile. in the background. People were like, there's a H on the tiles. No, guys, I remember like, we thought you had Ted living in the attic. Oh, yeah. That, we, we, we went did. to. Far. But we were right about the money being. We we, we did. Yeah. We were. We were. No, we were wondering why she had the Sky Sports package at one point. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we well, I quickly oh. tell you. Actually, um, we were going to one of my friends' hens, and there was a couple of people coming in from the UK, and one of the bridesmaids, a good friend of mine, went to collect the people coming in from the UK. So she was standing in the airport in arrivals. And she was all of a fluster because it was really hot and she was like stressed about the hen and getting people and getting to the venue and blah, blah, blah. And I think she was like lost her parking ticket and she's about to have to pay 700 euro to get the car out of Dublin Airport's car park. It's absolutely extortionate up there. And she was running into the bathroom all of a fluster. And do you know who she banged off? And she texted me all of this in capital letters. Stephen Graham. Oh what? my God, God. In Dublin Airport? Dublin Airport. Only, guys, a matter of weeks ago. Sorry, what was Stephen Graham doing over here? Oh, she said he was very well dressed and he smells great. Oh, I love like knowing those things about those details Same about uh, celebrities aspect. that you love. Um, Lizzie, just back to her email quickly. She also says that her dream casting would be Daniel Kaluuya and Florence Pugh, aka the greatest actors of our generation. Yeah. Which I like to hear Daniel about the Kaluuya, dream. Absolutely, yes. Tracy Thompson says she loves D.I. Denton so it's very hard to pick one moment involving her but she loved the glass box scene where she turned the tables on our intrepid trio in series two however the scene in season three um, did Jill Bigelow call it truth and reconciliation was brilliant Keely Hawes is just so so funny yeah that scene that whole scene with her turn, trying to turn the tables yeah, all that is hilarious. so good um, and Paul Johnson who is the UK ambassador to Ireland tweeted us and says any of the mind-boggling, complicated oh interview scenes. And he wants Maggie Smith to play H's mum. <laughs> and he says, I'd love to be one of your guests to help analyse an episode of season seven. Well, we, we need all the help we can get. We do, Paul. We will We will need the help, but we need I love to Paul's confidence it. as well. Like, not analyse a potential season seven. No, like, no, analyse yeah. it, it's coming. He's yeah. dead right. Um, so, just speaking of season seven, obviously, Hannah, you mentioned earlier on, we were doing our little quiz of, like, the most incredible guest leads that we've been gifted with um, oh, yeah. online duty so far we have been blessed with phenomenal guest leads but we're turning now our attention to the future dare I say very mystic reb of mm-hmm. me we want to know who you want to see in that glass box and possibly being bent in season 7 so we obviously had Kelly McDonald most yeah. recently here are a few ideas Marianne on Twitter says I'd love to see Samantha Morton working alongside Vicky McClure also Neve Alger um, maybe a relative of Ted's maybe being bent as a bit of a shock factor sorry Ted mm-hmm. interesting one Tracy wants to see Idris Elba in Line of Duty see, I mean I would no. do you know like excellent I'd love to see could we do a Luther crossover maybe they could exist in the same cinematic universe yeah. we're meant to be getting a Luther movie actually so yeah I know Here's imagine hoping. though if they got Detective Luther in for something um, I'd Lee, collapse Lee says the next guest lead should be Sean Bean can you imagine that oh my days Amy I think that's what Craig Parkinson said could yeah I think he did yeah question. oh Craig could be in the know hmm Oh, God. Okay, Lee is on to something. It's causing problems for him now. <laughs> Amy says Nicola Walker or John Sim. 
And Maureen says, I would pay a lot of money to the BBC to see Ruth Wilson, mainly known as Alice, Alice Morgan in Luther, yeah. and Alison in The Affair, and Mrs. Coulter in His Dark Materials in the role. She's so good at being evil, but also at ambiguity and emotions without words. She would have the potential to be a real Lindsay Denton-style character. Yeah. And yeah, like, she's amazing. Just on Nicola Walker, obviously we would like to see her in anything. So, like, her in Line of Duty would be excellent. Nicola Walker, Saran Jones, and Sarah yeah. Lancashire. I would love uh, Mira Sial. Um, Hannah, you probably need to Google her. So I think she was in the Kumars back in the day. Right. And she's done a lot of other kind of BBC, ITV, like dramas. She would, she's just excellent energy for Line of Duty. She would be a perfect guest lead. Okay. Hannah, what yeah. about you? I just have a real thing that I want to see Robert Carlyle do it. I just think he could be amazing. Dark, like Stephen Graham. Yeah. You know yeah. him, guys, from the Full Monty. Yeah. And they're filming that at the moment. So maybe when they're filming the new Full Monty reunion or whatever, maybe he could uh, <laughs> pop over to Belfast and do Line of Duty Season 7, please God. Um, okay, guys, just a few more quick results from our Shrine of Duty polls. Thank you so much to the hundreds of you who voted. Thank you. Uh, the Shrine of Duty Female Icon Award goes to, <gasps> drumroll please... Lindsay Denton. Yeah. Thankfully. Followed by the passive aggressive Patricia Carmichael, played by Anna Maxwell Martin. Vicky McClure's Kate um, Fleming's not included in that because that just goes without saying. Yeah. Um, your favourite shrine of duty phrase over the years. So this is like a term that was born out of a line of duty fan moment for Okay. You. You know, you know them. Just for anyone listening, being like, "What's a shrine of duty? What's your shrine of dutyism?" The winner is, guys, hands down. This was a landslide. Help me, Tony! <laughs> yeah. Help me, Tony! Help me, Tony! I think um, Nigel <laughs> Morton's <laughs> Nigel Morton's four favorite words also came in second place. Mute, and other front runners include chicken licking. Chill and tonic. And Kay on Twitter says she can't unhear us all saying Senor Thurwell. <laughs> Senor Thurwell. Now it's you that you say the best rap to it. Senor Thurwell. <laughs> I don't remember. Senor Thurwell. Senor. So anyway, see si Senor, um, but uh, muchas gracias, but help me Tony is the winner. And that concludes the results of the Shrine of Duty Twitter polls. The fans have Excellent. spoken. Jesus, that was brilliant. <laughs> it was. Thank you so much to everyone who voted in that. Yeah, That's amazing. Seriously, and for your emails Guys, as well. quickly, um, yeah. what were your favourite scenes of all time? Yeah, well, the one that I said with Lindsay Denton and, and Kate and Steve, where she was hoping for an apology, she didn't get it. Obviously, the end of season three, episode six. I also loved, in season six, um, the standoff between Kate and the little bent bastard. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. It was such brilliant. a good cliffhanger, even though we knew from the trailer that, you know, we knew that she wasn't going to die. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was, it was an excellent um, cliffhanger it to the end of an episode. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. there's loads Two of brilliant ones from season one that didn't come up at all. People are sleeping on season one. Doc getting into the back of that ambulance. Yes. I'll never get over it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And Tony Gates walking in front of the truck. Yeah. And even, do you know what, even near the start of season one where Steve goes oh, up the to... the dance montage the, the, with your man robbing the apartment. No, definitely not that bit, Pet. No, where the six and the, 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 the door number is upside down and when he discovers that they've shot the wrong person. Like, that's really early on. That's also excellent. Excellent, yeah. yeah. episode one. Okay, yeah. time for a game, guys. Are you ready? <gasps> oh! Okay, so this is... Um, I want to see basically how well we know Line of Duty and Shrine of Duty as well. So it's going to be bad. They, <laughs> now, but to be fair, actually, we've spoken about a few of these in the last few minutes. So like it may have jogged your memory. So I'm going to play you some clips from old Shrine of Duty episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh so God. this is of the three of us. And I want to see if you know what we said next. If you know the answer, shout your name. Okay. Okay. This okay. Like blankety blank, isn't okay. it? Okay. So up first, um, remember, Remember the time Andrea Wise was working from behind her gorgeous mahogany desk and poor old Roisin was in the hospital, Ted's wife. Uh, well, Jill Bigelow said something about Roisin. So <laughs> take a listen to this and tell me if you know what Jill said next. Ted visits Deputy Chief Constable Andrea Wise in her office. <laughs> we just get giddy when we know that Jill Madam is already in there and she's raring to go. Purple. Oh, she was. Oh, this on is a bank holiday special. Flying the form purple top was stunning. Just look great. Her. In the first four seconds of Ted's arrival, she makes sure his wife won't be getting flowers sent on behalf of the force. <laughs> 
and delivers the shadiest line I've ever heard in my life. Oh, oh Rebecca. Rebecca, okay, come on. At her age. Yes! <laughs> the shadiest line I've ever heard in my life. That poor woman at her age. <laughs> well done, well done. Okay, well up done, next. Reb. Uh, Reb once compared the hilarity of Vihan running for a bottle of water to what other line of duty scene? Take a listen to this. I can't tell you how much pleasure I got out of picking a gift for my <laughs> on Sunday night. I was honestly crying laughing it's almost as funny as that scene that you guys were telling me about last week that I forgot about oh god oh go, oh sorry go on tell me first what is that is it the, it's the shit in the car no it's not <laughs> no. no it was this it's almost as funny as that scene that you guys were telling me about last week that I forgot about the coffee um, Dot and Kate meeting in no. the lane in season I think it's season three and Dot's trying to not act dodgy and then Kate leaves the and he nailed his full and coffee he against the, the coffee cup oh, yeah. into the wall <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. You cried that day, Rev, laughing. Cried about the coffee cup. <laughs> and then he told us that he just completely improvised it. I love it. Okay, right. It took us all a number of rewatches, much to our shame, to even notice that somebody shat in Steve's car all the way back in season one, right? <laughs> Hannah was the one to cop it. Oh, no. But who did oh. she accuse of doing the dirty? Take a listen to this. <laughs> Shit on Steve's car seat. I. Excuse me? Guys, I nearly <laughs> fell off the couch. I obviously missed this. Someone did a poo on the car seat. There well. is a storyline in season one, episode one. I watched this the other day. How do I miss this? Craig Parkinson, as in Dot and Nigel Morton, yeah. are kind of bullying Steve for his treatment of Tony Gates. And every time he goes to Gates' office, he's getting hassled and Kate has to get in on it because she's undercover. Well, he goes out to his car, he's shit in his seat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's shot in his seat? Rebecca. Okay. Rebecca. Rebecca, go oh, on. Hannah said. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> Hannah said that Ted Hastings shot. No, I thought Hannah accused no. Ted. No, that may have been in a later podcast episode, but the first time Hannah watched this, she. Nigel Morton. No, wrong as well. She said this. Tony Gates. <laughs> so later, I nearly died. So you accused Tony Gates of shitting. Guys, can I just call oh. Who did shit in the car? Um, the, everyone's denying it because Martin Comston told us one thing. Craig Parkinson told us another one. Who, yeah, but who took a shit all, in the car? They're all pointing the finger at someone else. Nobody will I tell mean, us. We need this to ask for season, season seven, guys. Yeah. It is. Um, okay, we now all know that Buckles was H all along, but when his office oh, was raided, sorry. what did he say after this? Back at the hill, Buckles is shouting his mouth off again uh, when Steve arrives to tell him that they're searching his phones. He's like, is this a piss take or what? A joke, a total pig and joke. Oh, and then oh. he says, Rebecca. Yeah. This is bollocks. This is total oh. bastard bollocks. No, that's a no. very good line, but that wasn't it. No. Jeez. Hannah, any ideas? No, I would have gone with total bastard bollocks. Yeah, great line, but it was this one. When you find my jazz mags, <laughs> feel free to knock one out. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. Oh, God, this is hard. Kate delivered one of our favourite lines of Juicy of all time. This was mentioned in this very episode earlier on, but... Well, do you? Can you remember no. the whole thing? No. So this is this is the start. Fake Kate, aka Michelle Dardis, barges in and she says they need to know everything. Right? <laughs> Kate shuts her down. Michelle, is it? We're AC12. We do this with other units week in, week out. So don't try telling me how this works. She then delivers the line of the season. In fact, it could be the juiciest line of juicy in the history of the show. It's Rebecca. It starts with we're AC12, yada, yada, yada. Now stop making it to yourself. <laughs> What's the line? No, I don't remember. Hannah, any idea? No, I, no stop making it to yourself we're, and piss off. But it does. AC it's 12. like we're AC12. Yeah. Now yeah. stop making it to yourself and piss off. We're AC12. We're AC12. We subbed it. I eat shit like you for breakfast. Okay, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, this is gonna we're witnesses, not suspects. Now stop making a titty yourself and piss off. <laughs> We're witnesses, not suspects. Why do I say, say that for goodness? <laughs> stop making a titty yourself. Yeah. What? On earth? I'm unsure. Okay, and finally, can you finish this sentence from Jill Bigelow? Ted suspects that Jill was trying to offer him up as a rotten apple as AC12 was a thorn in the side of the OCG. Gorgeous imagery. Realizes that Jill nicked his hair from his comb in the bathroom of the dodgy with the toilet of the wooden floor. 
portion of the I hotel. I was thinking it was his wee fellas she was taking. <laughs> I know. Um, Jill turns around and flat out just says, I won't confess to conspiracy to murder because she wants four words. Well done. Well done. Brendan, thank you so much for having to, I suppose, the patience to troll through all of the audience. I learned a lot listening back. Do you know what? Sorry, do you know what I did notice from listening back to old episodes? Um, Obviously, when we started this podcast, we never dreamed in a million years that it would, you know, become what it is or that we'd ever meet or speak to a cast member. We openly declared that we fancied half of the cast oh who we've since spoken to. So <laughs> for season seven now, we need to keep stum and in case we end up talking to them, we were like, oh God, yeah, he's gorgeous. And then like a week later, we're like, hello, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that no. actually happened with us on Dublin Murders as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, anyway, guys, that was a bit of fun. Now, uh, we have a very spe- special message from a Line of Duty cast member <gasps> to celebrate 10 years of Line of Duty. Uh, Chicken Lichen herself, Amy DeVroon. Hi guys, Amy DeVroon here, a.k.a. Steph Corbett. I just wanted to wish everyone at Line of Duty a happy 10th birthday. Double digits, yes. Um, I feel so honoured and privileged to have been part of such an iconic show. I loved every minute of being on it. Um, I love all the cast and crew. It's just such a pleasure uh, of a gig. And, um, and I just feel so lucky to have been involved. And hi to all the Shrine podcaster peeps. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. Have a great birthday. Chechen lechen. She did it. Amy, thank you so much. Amy, thank you so, so much. Hope to see you back in season seven. Yes. Yes. I think there's more to come from her character. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Guys, season seven. I am convinced. If I was a betting man, I'd put on a bet. But I'm trying to get a mortgage, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, it's coming back. It's definitely just, coming back. Yeah. Let's look at the clues, okay? Imagine you have a cork board in front of you and I'm handing you pieces of evidence and you're going to pin it up and then you're going to attach the string. Piece of evidence number one, a couple of weeks ago, Adrian Dunbar, we've snapped him. He's on the side of a GAA pitch in Fermanagh and he is talking about the possibility of a season seven. That's piece of evidence number one. Uh huh. He said they're piece doing something evidence. next year. He yeah, did he said we're doing too. something next year, yeah. Something next year. Okay, he didn't say the word season seven, but he implied that they may be back together next year. Piece of evidence number two, I hand you a photograph that Brendan has taken of a meal that's happening in an Italian restaurant in Highgate. (laughs) (laughs) That I zoomed in on, yeah. Between Ted Hastings, Martin Comstable, Adrian Dunbar, Martin Comstable, Vicky McClure and writer and creator Jed Mercurio. Actually, will I tell you really quickly what I told you guys about Highgate this morning? Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, go on, go on. 
we're just going to veer off for a second. So obviously a couple of weeks ago, Brendan had zoomed in on this photo that we were talking about and we were getting really excited and none of us knew what part of London Highgate was in. And then Brendan was like spewing off all these like fabulous celebrities that lived there, like Pam Shipman. Who else is it, Brendan? Um, uh, uh, oh God, uh, Adrian, I can't remember his name now. The Homeland dude. Oh no, Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis, thanks. Um, there, there, there loads of people. I, I can't recall now, but anyone who's anyone lives around Highgate. Oh, it's a, a, a Pam Shipman, yeah. Yeah. yeah Pam, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a celebrity hotspot and like, it seven. didn't come to me at all and I had a friend, LP actually, who did our voice note recommendation oh, yeah. last week. We'd, like, I was laughing so much you guys didn't know where Highgate was, never rang a bell with me. I made it the weekend. I have lots of friends that live in London and my mom was actually born in London and lived there for a couple of years before she moved over here and I went to see her house in London just before the pandemic and we walked all around and someone was asking me what part of London is your mom from and I was like oh it's up near the Ali Pali and then my best friend um, one of the girls was like oh yeah it's Highgate so my own <laughs> mother born Add and that raised to the list like, of glamorous, glamorous women from Highgate women, exactly never heard of it now guys we're back in front of our cork board and I hand you one more piece of evidence so it's Vicky and Martin, they're doing a Good Morning Britain interview for the upcoming Soccer Aid. And they're kind of giddy, like they tend to get together, unlike us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're asked about Line of Duty potentially coming back. And they just say nothing. And they were smirking and giddy. grinning like Cheshire cats. And Vicky said something along the lines of, well, yeah, it'd be great to go back uh, because to not leave it like that. And she was talking about COVID. having to film through COVID restrictions. She wasn't talking about the lift. <laughs> Behave. Um, so, yeah, they all, they're all they all up for it. They all want to do it. They all want to go back and have the crack filming without having to be under restrictions and lockdown. So... They want to go on. out in Belfast and eat curry at each other's houses and sing and songs have, together parties. and have fun. Yeah. And do you know what? If I, I think we're definitely getting it. But if season seven's the last, I'd be, I'm, I'm prepared for that. I'm happy enough for the Same. next one to be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to see it. So if um, anyone in World Productions or Jed Mercurio or someone who works with Jed is listening, please give it to us because we are all ready and waiting and we will welcome it with open arms. Also, for all of you in the UK, um, Anna Maxwell Martin was on... Uh, this morning, this week, and she was asked, would her iconic character, Patricia Carmichael, come back? And obviously, because we're over here and I didn't record it and we can't access the player and it won't let me watch the video, I, I haven't been YouTube. able to see what she said, but she was <laughs> so asked. So we don't know it's what she on, said. We don't know what the woman said. Hold on, hold on. It's not on YouTube. It's Pat's not on back. YouTube. You know the way they don't put all the clips up? It's on the ITV's website. And when I play it, and I even had mm-hmm. a UK, like a British postcode, and then I press play and it just goes black. So don't talk oh, to no. me about trying to get ITV. Well, you'll have to wait until what's it called ITVX is released was this this year she was on one day ago shit guys oh we missed no, this no she was on yeah she was on last year and she was on literally oh, the day she said her, ca- so. her kids hate motherland oh 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 Line of Duty villain teases BBC spin-off but jokes that she will have uh, to see about money. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's someone looking for a new this game. This is the headline of the Daily Star. Right. Anna Maxwell Martin appeared this morning. She teased a potential... I'm sure she gave the usual stock answer of lovely that's show it. to work on. Love the people. Of course I'd love to go back if it was a thing that he blah, 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 blah. Oh, she's on we a new episode of Who Do You Think You Are, guys. Oh, who does she think she is? Uh, she says she wants a series with <laughs> Anna Maxwell Martin in general. Or with oh, uh, Patricia Carmichael. She wants a spin-off. <laughs> well, I am. I'm surprised for a show that's so successful <laughs> that they haven't done a spin-off. Do you know what I mean? Like you could really create Oh my gosh. A, a televised universe. Yeah. Let's bring Luther into it. Let's do movies. Rinse it. Fuck so it. Guys, do it all. Do guys, you know what I mean? she made a joke. Um, Anna Maxwell Martin made a joke about the potential spin-off series with Patricia Carmichael and yeah. she said it will be called DCS Tart with a Heart. <laughs> yes! Oh, right up our These street. are the things they have to say though to, to wriggle out of giving a serious answer. Oh, oh guys, guys, sorry. Holly, Holly Willoughby then said there's lots of loose ends. There's got to be something she speculated and then um, I'd love to see a series where she is in charge of the whole thing Phil exclaimed before asking the question would you do it (laughs) and then She's just like, I'd have to see about money. Mm, guys. I'd have to see about money. That's guys, not the answer. She's full on joking. Like, she is in it. She's in it. She's oh, already she's filmed it. She's signed the contract, signed, sealed, <laughs> delivered. She was oh in the loo when you took that out with them in that Italian restaurant, Francis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm very excited for one, for Series 7 that's Absolutely. coming. Absolutely. Do you think they're going to announce it on the 10th actual anniversary? The that's 20th? This I'm convinced. Why wouldn't Six. you? Like, literally, why wouldn't you? Twi- well, they would have met up last You saw week. what they did recently with Doctor Who and all the BBC socials and they just kept dropping all these like hints in emoji form and clues and stuff. They could get a little bit more cryptic 
you yeah. know and maybe someone a, go and look at the Q, first syllable a QR no, the code somewhere uh, yeah because they did this for season um they did this for season six we were investigating things weeks in advance mm. but i'd love yeah. now if it's a thing where like jeb mercurio is like oh were you not looking at the first letter of my tweets for the last 10 weeks uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah do you remember during season five the first kind of week by week podcast we did for line of duty and i was no. speaking to h <laughs> on the uh facebook messenger Oh, oh, you yeah. were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder, would they do a little ping, like, for people? I need to download Facebook Messenger Oh, now. you know it'll be on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'd love if they gave, gave us a few Easter eggs and we'll have a great old time trying to solve the puzzle and finally get more Line of Duty because we're, we're all ready, guys. Yeah. Keep tweeting them and saying you want to back. Yeah, just badger them into it. Well, this has been an absolute joy to reminisce. Oh, hasn't it? We've had so much fun recording over the years. And in case you miss a bit of Line of Duty in your life or... You're rewatching the first six seasons. Um, we do have recaps for each season and we've yeah. episode by episode for series five and series six. Yeah. So go back, go back. Lots of recaps um, that Martin Compson, aka Steve Arnott himself, has admitted to listening to. Yeah, to help him brush up for filming the latest season. There you go. That, that might be inaccurate, but they're entertaining. <laughs> when he told us in that episode that he listens to her. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, guys, fingers crossed, and we'll all be back every week chatting shite and having a ball and pretending to be Adrian Dunbar. This is it. Okay, guys, well, that is it for our Line of Duty special. Thank you so much to everyone who emailed and DM'd and voted in a poll. And to all our lovely listeners, since we started this podcast all the way back in 2019, because we have done other shows, but Line of Duty has been our real flagship. It's been the one that really gave us amazing moments in our life. It carried us through the pandemic. It strengthened our friendship. It's given us the most amazing laughs. We were on the BBC. We've been in the New York Times. We were called irreverent by the guard. Guardian, the BBC wrote us a letter and tried to sue us. So it's been just a really incredible. <laughs> it's just been the most incredible experience. And that's all thanks to you, people that we never, ever thought would listen. And we on the daily just find it hilarious and just unbelievable. Um, as usual, our patron Kates get access to the episodes as soon as we record them. If you want to become one of those, head over to patreon.com forward slash shrine where I finally updated our tier which I realised um, told everyone that we were giving them a vigil interview special for like <laughs> literally the last year. Oh, I'm they sorry. Did get it. They did get it though. <laughs> yeah. There is one you up there. You absolutely get all our content <laughs> in their pets. Um, also, also, we cover Line of Duty season five and six in very intense detail and we have recaps for all of the other seasons that we didn't have our arse and gear to do a podcast for. Yeah. And we have stunning interviews with the cast. We've done an OCG special after season five, which was unbelievably good crack and then we've had interview like whole episode interview specials with Craig Parkinson which happened during lockdown which was amazing Martin Comston who Brendan and Rebecca made me ask who <laughs> shot on a seat and then we also asked him did he listen to the podcast it was terribly embarrassing yeah. and the wonderful Amy DeVroon who gave us our gorgeous voice note recommendation this week and loads of other cast members we've been really so lucky with the access that we've somehow been given Normal Shrine of Teddy programming does resume next week, guys. So feel free to email us, shrinepod at gmail.com. What do you watch and tell us? I'll need a few bits to get me through the Glastonbury hangover. <gasps> DM us at shrinepod or check out our gorgeous website, shrinepodcast.com. Guys, that, that's it. That was we, it. Until then, fellas, carry the fire. Help me, Tony. It mute tea. Let's stop making a titty yourself and piss off. <laughs> yes. Interview terminated. Go on. Piss off. This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at ShrinePod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.